Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win, banksjones.com. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now to Dave Hooker. Ready. All right. Welcome to the program. A little smaller number than usual waiting on us. What's going on, guys? Let's get there. So you can help bring them in. If you're on board, smash the like button. That thumbs up button you see helps us so much. If you haven't subscribed to this point, do so. A show, we got a show with Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker and plenty to talk about on a Thursday when Ron, excuse me, a Friday when Ron Slay makes his appearance. We'll break down the SEC weekend and why he thinks Tennessee should be a national championship contender why george mcintyre's commitment may be better than even a guy that's named nico maleava that's right so we'll discuss that and i think it is for a number of reasons but i understand he could be a generational player so i have some fun with that but there's a lot of reasons why you should like the mike mike mcintyre commitment in different ways than what Nico did. Uh, now it's been a couple of years back. Josh Heupel, the best head coach who just finished his third year, maybe in the Michigan coaching search, how that could affect Tennessee. Uh, we will see. And also we love visiting with T Scott Jones. So this has kind of flown under the radar, the James Pierce 
arrest. We want to get the latest on that and exactly when that should be cleared up and if there's any uh, long-term concern. That's been December the 4th, so I haven't heard any developments on that, so we'll get his insight. Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys, play to win, banksandjones.com, and an LSU wide receiver is gambling, and it just seems like it's a matter of time until we get a Pete Rose of this gambling society that we're in now. Caleb, how are you, sir? I am good, Dave. Happy Friday. It's the last Friday in January. Who you got this weekend for the conference title games? I'm just, I'm really rooting for the Lions when it comes down to it. That's, that's because of Hendon Hooker. Um, that's all I want to happen. Um, then play the games, kick off the games, and Hendon Hooker goes to the Super Bowl. I want to see um I want to see the quarterback who throws to Taylor Swift's uh, boyfriend go to the Super Bowl again. I, I forget his name. Mahomes. I know Yeah, I know Taylor Swift made him famous, so I'm trying to remember his name, but you know, cuz he That's wasn't right. relevant until Taylor Swift. It's my homies, I believe. All right, so and our poll question for today, we're going to go ahead and get that started right now brought to you by Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com, real estate experts with over four decades combined experience in East Tennessee, best prices, best service in the Knoxville area. Caleb brought this one up. So, we are going to uh dive into it a bit. We have put it on our poll right now. So, Caleb, you said if Tennessee doesn't beat Florida and Alabama, next year could be a disaster. Was that Caleb trolling a, a bit or was that serious? And I'll tell you where the listeners. Well, we're, well, we're, we're, we're saving that. We're going to save that topic. I, I'm going to write a well, column on it this weekend. And we'll well, talk I about believe it on in Monday. your column, but it's the poll question today. So finish this. The 2024 season is blank. If the balls don't beat Florida and Bama, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but it's a bleeping disaster. It's okay. I can deal with it. It's fine. Keep calm all as well. If you had to choose one. Uh, I think it's a disaster. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys why, but I think it's a disaster. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into that in a column next week, but right now I'm okay. I can deal with that because I think Tennessee could still make the college football playoff. Uh, just, just fine. And so let's go ahead and get to McIntyre and Nico and it's four downs brought to you by dynasty pools and spas. That's dynasty pools and spas right there in Athens. Four downs brought to you by dynasty spas, the most comfortable spas made in the United States of America, right here in East Tennessee. Drop in for the all new showroom in Athens, Dynasty Spas, perfect for all four seasons. Four Downs, presented by Off the Hook Sports. All right, check them out. Mention offthehooksports.com and get $500 off. So we get to Four Downs. And Coop, what do we do to get this thing rolling? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. Boom. Coop here. First down. Here's why it's bigger than Nico Iamaleava, the George McIntyre commitment. There's no huge NIL deal that has painted Tennessee into a corner with other players that they have to pay just to stay and continue to do their job. I think that deal originally was either, I think it was overhyped and whether that's Spire Sports or UT, I don't know, but you never want to give up your position in terms of the funds you're paying out when you've got more employees that have their hands out as well. So no huge NIL. Is that a a significant reason why McIntyre is comparable to Nico? I mean, it is, but I wanted to debate you on this because I don't think McIntyre is bigger than Nico. 
I disagree okay. with you. Okay. Totally right. on this. And I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. And then you can uh, you can tell me. So, Coop. Cooper Mays here. Second down. All right. I think he's an in-state guy. I think that helps you recruit in-state. And it's embarrassing to lose one of those guys as Tennessee will lose one of the top quarterbacks in the 2026 class who is uh, slated to commit to Georgia. I think that's a bad look. All right, Coop. Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. Third down. All right. They're similarly rated. They're both five-star guys. Nico's more elite, but we are talking about guys that are at least comparable. And lastly. All SEC center Cooper Mays here. Fourth down. George McIntyre said he wants to recruit. He's dying to recruit. He's already reaching out to people. I think Nico did some of that just by social media and the impact that he had. But I don't think he was one of those dogged recruiters. More like a Casey Clawson let's say, than a Peyton Manning that's going to call kids, other young men, and say, hey, you need to come play for me. I don't think Nico did that a lot. I thought he had an impact. So there you go. Tear me up. It's brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Four downs. Imagine having the best spas made right here in the U.S. in your backyard. They are here in Athens. That showroom's awesome. They deliver for you. They've got the complete cover, spa cover, uh, chemicals, support. to Keep your spa bubbling at its best. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Order the Chemicals there for your pool or spa because there's no fillers. Dynasty pools and spas. Why am I an ignoramus, Caleb? Do you agree with? Uh, do you disagree with all four of those? One or two of those, or all of them? I think all four points you make are good. I actually do. I think all of them could actually make George McIntyre more valuable than Nico. I don't think it matters because I think George McIntyre is pointless if Tennessee doesn't win this year, and they're going to win this year with Nico because if they don't win this year. At a very high level, I'd fire Josh Heupel. If they don't win 12 games, I'd fire Josh Heupel. I'm telling you the guys that right now. So I think it's pointless to think about George McIntyre because if Nico doesn't deliver for Tennessee, Josh Heupel won't be around to coach George McIntyre. And if he's not around to coach George McIntyre, there's a chance George McIntyre goes somewhere else or he's stuck with a very terrible coach because the history shows that Tennessee will make a terrible hire. They lucked into Josh Heupel. They don't have a pretty good hit. They don't have that good of a track record of hiring coaches. If you look at the last 15 years. So, so to you, this is a transitional piece and McIntyre is a cog in the recruiting machine. Is that fair? Yeah, but everything comes down to what Nico can do. Everything comes down to what Nico can do. Look, let's it's if him, if, if Joe Milton had stayed, this is going to be funny to say if Joe Milton didn't get hurt against Pittsburgh three years ago and Hendon Hooker didn't come in and take the world by storm. Tennessee does not go to a bowl game in 2021. They are not as good as they are in 2022. And I guarantee you, Josh Heupel doesn't land Nico. I don't care what the NIL money is out, out there says. Because Hidden and Hooker balling for Josh Heupel had a huge help in that. Hidden Hooker at that point was more important than Nico. Right now, Nico is more important than Josh than, than George McIntyre. Um, you won't be able to have the success you need to have with George McIntyre unless Nico takes Tennessee to transcendent heights. And that has to happen. Okay. I don't think as much relies, and here's where you and I differ, on just 2024. I think the program is going in the right direction. So what happens if Tennessee gets off kilter? 
I know, I know you, Caleb, if something happened with an injury or an injury bug, you would discount that. But something else could happen in terms of team chemistry that could make 2024 a season of great opportunity and to a season of great disappointment. But that doesn't mean I'm down on 25 or 26. So while I think Tennessee will have great success and is loading up for 2024, I agree with you on that. But I don't think the results have to be there immediately for Josh Heupel to still be one of the preeminent young coaches in the nation. I think he'd be fine if, if Tennessee went nine and three for some reason off fluky plays, which I don't believe will happen. I think Tennessee wins 10 regular season games. I would go into 2025 with Nico having another year under his belt, incredibly optimistic about that season. Don't think we're going to have that discussion, Caleb, but if we did, that's that would be my take. Tennessee better have a top four finish one of the next two years, and I think both of the next two years. I think both of the next two years. One and, next, one and next two, I'm, I'm rolling with you. I, I will say have to have top four finish, one and next two. I'm not going to roll with you on both. I say they should do both. They better have one. And if they don't have one, because here's how this works, Dave. You know this. Every new coach recruits really well his first few years, right? How many times have you seen a new coach hired and he's beloved because, oh, look at these classes he brought in. He's building the program. Then he has one year where he didn't meet expectations. And what happens? The snowball starts, right? The snowball starts, yeah. the commit start, negative recruiting starts. If Josh Heupel has another nine and three year, every recruit in the country is going to see in their mind that he went nine and three, for had another nine win season. And in their mind, they're going to think, well, that 2022 year was a fluke. Nine wins is a ceiling for Josh Heupel. That's what's going to happen. And the minute they see nine wins as a ceiling for Josh Heupel, they're out. Josh Eichel has a transcendent quarterback in Nico Iamaliava, and he needs Nico to be a Heisman contender this year. This isn't any growing. This isn't any rebuilding. This isn't any, oh my gosh, you know, we're a young team and we're going to get there. No, no, you spent too much money to bring too much other talent back. Okay. Nico needs to be a Heisman contender this year. So if, if Tennessee's not, if Nico doesn't lead Tennessee to 10 wins. It's not a Heisman contender. They probably lost to Florida or Alabama. So our poll question is the 2024 season is blank. If the Vols don't beat Florida or Alabama, blank, a bleep and disaster blank. Okay. I can deal with that blank. Fine. Keep calm all as well. 64% would call it a disaster. 12%. Okay. 24% are basically really okay, which I guess I would be in that lowest category. Uh, I've, I've got to be honest. I would be in that lowest category. If, if at the very worst, Tennessee went nine and three this year, which I think is the floor, right? There's not going to be another eight and four season with Nico. No, right the floor is 10 and two. The floor has to be 10 and two. Okay. Your, your floor, but the worst they can do is nine wins, right? I mean, I guess that's the worst they can do. <laughs> I, I still think it's 10. I mean, I'm sorry. I still think it's – and I think the worst Nico could do was be a Heisman contender, is be in yeah. New York. Okay. Well, uh, nine and three is a disaster, Travis says. My goodness. Disaster. And, Nico's more, and this is why Nico is so much more important than George McIntyre because there's nothing that George McIntyre can do that will be worthwhile unless Nico does it first. Because if Nico doesn't do it, Josh Heupel won't be around to coach George McIntyre. Okay, but let me say – let me play devil's advocate. Uh, you would have said the same thing about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and, did take ten. Take, Peyton Manning was in New York for the Heisman. Well, yeah, but he didn't win a national title, and they 
but they were in the final four ish uh, before they got beat in the bowl game. I'll give you that. Yeah, I never, I never said that Nico has to win a national title. I mean, it's a disappointment if he doesn't. And I think most people do think it's a disappointment that Peyton Manning didn't win a national title at Tennessee. But Peyton Manning had Tennessee in the conversation every year. And also, again, Peyton Manning was in New York. And I think everybody in Knoxville agrees that he should have won that Heisman. So, I mean, let, Dave, let me ask you, you. You bring up a good point. T. Martin was a highly touted recruit, was he not? Yes. Does Tennessee win the national title in 98 without the work Peyton Manning put in those three years before? Probably not. Fair point. Even if, if even if Nico doesn't win a championship, he could set a tone and set a standard for Tennessee's offense that Hendon Hooker set a couple of years ago, and it certainly wasn't set last year by Joe Milton. Hey, take a quick second and press, press that thumbs up button. I greatly appreciate that. mean a lot to me. And uh, hit that thumbs up button. If you haven't subscribed yet, you probably have because the subscribers are absolutely through the roof, and we appreciate that continuing to grow. Go ahead and subscribe. Turn those notifications on. If you're listening on an audio platform, we'd certainly appreciate a review, preferably a five-star. You can be honest. How about that? Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So we get to Josh Heupel, the best head coach who just finished year three. So go ahead and tell me, where does he rank on this list of coaches that have finished year three? Which really, at that point, the significance of it is that you should have a good feel for who a coach is, right? After three years? That is correct. Okay, where's yes, Josh Heupel on this list? So there's no real ranking. It's just grades for everyone. And Josh Heupel is one of only two coaches to have an A. There was no A plus. There was one A minus. Josh Heupel got an A. The other one who has an A is Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. Um, the only other a, the only other A coach was an A minus, and it was Lance Leipold at Kansas. Yes. So Josh Josh Heupel, Steve Sarkeesian, and Lance Leipold are leading the way. I got to give Lance Leipold credit. I will say, I mean, winning at Kansas is like the most impossible thing in the world to do. Okay. Um, well, what grade would you give Josh Heupel? Out of third year coaches, knowing that that you're that not graded on a curve necessarily, but knowing that's your backdrop and you're comparing it to them. So apparently the writer here for CBS sports, who is that Barrett Salee? No, uh, this one is um Chip Patterson. Okay, Chip Patterson. Good old Chip. Don't know who that is. But uh, Chip seems to think that Sarkeesian and Heupel are by far the best. They're the A's. Those are the two guys. What would you give Heupel? Because I would not give him an A. I mean, an A's exemplary. A-plus is incredibly exemplary. Um, I thought he mishandled the quarterback situation last year. So I'd give him an A-minus or maybe even just a B-plus to this point. And uh, my my thoughts, Caleb's as well, brought to you in this segment by Don Self, our State Farm agent in the Chattanooga area. Call 423-396-2126. I know everybody wants to save money. I get that. But customer service matters when you make that claim. Trust me. DonSelf.net. Over 40 years in the Chattanooga area. DonSelf.net. DonSelf.net. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go with a B. 
a B when it would have been an A plus at the end of 2022. But as of 2023, I'm going to flat B, not even a B plus. I don't think that he handled the Cooper Mays situation correctly. I think surgery should have been done early on in the season. Um, I don't think Tennessee should have just won eight games uh, last season. So I can't give him an A if you're not peaking in year three. Okay, so I don't move my grades that much from year to year. I was giving him an A- minus last year because I flashed the warning sign about Josh Heupel's talent evaluation. And everybody was on it, and now everybody was off it because they were upset with the Joe Milton thing. Dave, the mishandling of the quarterback situation last year that you didn't like in 2023, that goes back to 2021 when he decided to get Joe Milton out of the portal in Michigan. That's the flaw. That That's the fatal original sin of Josh Heupel. Can we agree with that? Getting yes. going after Joe Going after Joe Milton to begin with was his original son at Tennessee. And that was eating the fruit from the poison tree or the, the fruit from the tree. And he never should have done it. He did it out of his own cockiness and arrogance because he wanted his guy and he wanted to prove that he picked the right quarterback. And that set up the situation for 2023 that should not have been set up that way. Fair enough. We all agree. We can agree that was a giant mistake. The other two drawbacks that I have for him, I, you you got you got one for me was Cooper Mays injury. That you're right, that was totally mishandled. If he handles that right, he beats Florida. I'm pretty sure. Easy, that, easy. easy. So that's a big mistake. the The third one is not being able to make adjustments after Missouri blindsided him last year. That was a red flag to me, and I I, th- I don't I think you agree, right? The fact that they never made any uh, halftime adjustments after Missouri totally changed their game plan. Missouri came out a totally different defense when they had been saving because they got the score ran up on them last year. I was told this by somebody that was involved with the game, and uh, they ran a totally different defense, and Tennessee never adjusted. Tennessee also got out coached in Alabama. Whether or not you think Alabama was just better or not, they did have the lead, and they made some – you and I disagree on some decisions in the first half, but still, you have to say Alabama outcoached them because of halftime adjustments, right? No, I, I still won't go there. I think Alabama was just that. I, I, I've been I've been committed to this the whole time, and I think Alabama was just better. Some people I talk to actually think Josh Heupel abandoned the run game in that game. I don't think he could run the ball in that game. Okay, but wait. I mean, they clearly made adjustments. I mean, Jalen Milrow. I mean, Tennessee got outcoached and outplayed in that game, right? Both. Did they get I mean, outcoached? Right right, I think. Maybe, but I think mainly it was just Heupel was dramatically outcoaching Saban in the first half. And then I think Saban made adjustments, but I don't think there were any adjustments that Hypo could have made in that game. I, I really don't. Um, we get so, we're going to get into the whole whether or not you should punt, and uh, we've we've done that. We've exasperated that. I, I I mean, I don't know how you can have a significant lead and how you can be moving the ball and not and 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 then you have a coach that determines, hey, I'm going to – to me, that's a great coaching move. That's like if I put a great move on you in basketball and I beat you to the hoop, it doesn't mean you're a bad defensive player, but I just outplayed you. So if a coach makes a drastic change to take advantage of Jalen Milrow's legs, which Nick Saban did, that's a great move. I don't think that Josh Heupel had a great move in that game. So to me, my definition is that that's out coaching. I I, I – I, I think Josh maybe Heupel had maybe, we're, maybe we're playing we may be playing semantics a little bit if, if you know what I well, mean. Well, yeah, because I, I think the whole thing came down to Tennessee couldn't block Alabama's defensive line, and Josh Heupel couldn't get the run game going. And if Heupel can't get the run game going, he can't run his offense. There's really no adjustment he can make at that point. Um, it's it's kind of similar to people forget that a lot. Um, you know, 
a lot of a lot of a lot of pass happy offenses are dependent on the run. But either way, even with all those things, even and those are all the negatives. Dave, I'm still going to give him an A minus over a three year period. What he did, one that 2021 season, going seven and six, that team should have gone three and nine. If you actually look at that team, they should have gone three and nine in 2021. That was not a good football team. That was a bad football team. Josh Heupel inherited a bigger mess than Derek Dooley inherited in 2010 or 2011. And that team should have gone three and nine easily, and they went seven and six. That was all Heupel's coaching. And then in 2022, I actually predicted they'd have a five and zero start, then an eight and zero start, and beat Alabama. And I mean, I and went eleven and two. Yeah, the South Carolina game happened, but he dramatically overachieved in 2022. So I think still, even with the drop off to eight and four in 2023, I'm still going a minus with Josh Heupel. I can't go B range. Who who New would you take question. on that list over him? Uh, who would I take in the list over him? Uh, the third year coaching. Um, yeah, Steve Sarkeesian. I wouldn't. No, but I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I'm never going to like Steve Sarkeesian because just he doesn't care about defense at all. I mean, so get, that's like preaching, kind of turn around and preaching in the choir, literally. Um, so you're you're never going to have me uh, on board that train. I, I mean. I think he's done as well as any of them, but I guess what I'm telling you is I don't think that anybody's done an A job. The new poll question that's up, and you can take advantage of that, go ahead. Uh, CBS Sports give Josh Heupel an A for three seasons. You, so here are the choices, as I try to manipulate a little bit to make you think, A plus, B, C, or D. Surely we won't get any votes for a D. I can't. So A minus is not an option? A minus like, is not an option. Because I See, made it no difficult. Because if, if that, you go A minus B plus, that's just a slight differential. Now you have to choose between A plus and B. At, th- at that point, it's easily A plus. It's easily A plus. Oh, it is a great, I it's B. I no B, B anyway. Dave, there is not a chance in hell that a B coach would have taken Tennessee seven and six in 2021. Okay, if you gave, I, I'll I'll just say, it. name a B coach. Gus Malzahn. Would you say he's a B coach? Uh, Gus Malzahn, okay, with, not B minus overall. And I think Josh Heupel, okay, but wait a second. I didn't say at any point that Josh Heupel was an A-plus coach. I said in his three years, I would give him a B. A B job would have meant three and nine in 2021, and it would have meant eight and four in 2022. Josh Heupel went seven and six and 11 and two in those two years. Okay. Come on. And also, right. let's not forget, last year, again, the, Josh Heibel's original sin was Joe Milton. But considering that he was stuck with Joe Milton, we're forgetting some of his amazing coaching jobs last year. That Texas A&M game is one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen Josh Heibel do. Think about that. That's exactly the opposite of how Heibel wants to play. And he totally changed his style to almost, I mean, they won that game the way the Broncos won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning in 2016. I mean, you got to give him some credit for that. That's not what Josh Heupel wants to do. It's a lot of stem cells. Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety. Before you go the stem cell route, uh, you can go to Hemp House. Wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Hemp House chat with two T's.com. Hemp House chat with two T's.com. Use the promo code hooked, the promo code hooked. So you can take part in the poll, but we've also got some people that want to say, B plus as well. All right, let me ask you this. So who's an A plus quarterback in our generation, Caleb? An A plus quarterback or A plus coach? All right, A plus coach, A plus coach. That's still coaching. 
Well, no, I was going to say Nick Saban. Of our generation, it's Nick Saban, right? Yes, Nick Saban is an A-plus coach. Okay, of our generation, he is the one. I mean, if you want to, you could call Kirby an A-plus coach too. But for the entire Dabo, career. Dabo is an A-plus coach. Dabo has done an A-plus job at Clemson. Sure, two national championships. Okay, but but there has to be some differentiation because Saban is better than both of those guys, I think. Right? He's better than Dabo. Look, okay, but Saban's the, an amazing anyway, job. Difference, the, but Yeah, the point I'm trying to make, what would Saban have done with the same three years at Tennessee? No different than what Josh Ipa would have done. Maybe. Oh, come on. It's the greatest coach in the history of college football, Caleb. Look at, hey, Dave, Dave, go look at Saban's three years at Michigan State. First three years. You want to know what they were? They're bad. They're bad. Six and five, six and five, seven and six. Six and five, six and six, seven and six. If Saban would have done that. Now, what was a worse job? Michigan State in 95 or Tennessee in 2021? What was a harder job? I would say Michigan State in general is a harder job. No, but though Tennessee in 2021 was a way worse program than Michigan State in 1995, and it's not even close. Tennessee was as bad as a Power Five program could be when Josh Heupel took over. Okay, Josh Heupel going seven and six in 2021 is the most impressive coaching job I've ever seen in the SEC. That's the greatest coaching season in SEC history, right there. Going seven and six with that roster, he lost 27 players to the portal. But from a three and seven team, I mean, that was, that was an incredible coaching job. And so no, I'm all in. Look, does Saban do a great job? Yes. Are we going to pretend that Saban hasn't had elite talent over the years at, at, at LSU and Alabama? And don't delusionally think that Saban would have gotten number one classes at Tennessee. He would have because of his name. But like, if he just came in with hot, with hypels, if Saban went to Tennessee with Heupel's track record, Dave, you think he's getting top five recruiting classes? He's not. This. If he's whoa, 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 now if he shows up for Michigan State or he shows up after the Dolphins and he's had success in college at LSU, he shows up with the same track record Heupel had showing up. No, no, you got to give me the Dolphins guy. No, no I'm he, giving you the no, Heupel no, track no. record because we're comparing the job Saban did to Heupel. No, it's his last job. I get the Dolphins guy. Dylan, and I agree with says Saban would have had us in the playoffs last two years off name, power, and recruiting alone. The maybe Dolphins a little, guy is not maybe there. A, maybe a little stronger than me, but I'm closer to Dylan than I am to you, Caleb. Look, no, because this – okay, Saban – Josh Heupel had Saban's track record roughly going to Tennessee. Saban had – they had similar track records. Is that fair? When Saban came from Michigan State, excuse me. Saban from Michigan State, Josh Heupel from UCF is where the track records were similar. Um, I'd say I would say that Heupel's was considerably better. I mean, I think going nine and two at Michigan State was stands out more because they beat they beat Michigan, Notre Dame um, that last year, Penn State. They beat like all the Big Ten rivals. Okay, that last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but either way, what I'm saying is that Josh Heupel took over a worse. Y'all are going to hate me for saying this. He took over a way harder job without all the sanctions than Saban took over at LSU or Alabama. Then, I mean, I'm sorry, Tennessee is a is a harder job than LSU or Alabama. It is. No question. No question. Um, yes. And on top of that, Tennessee was dealing with a mass exodus of players in the portal, and they had just gone three and seven in 2020, and they were under NCAA investigation. And homeboy went seven and six. What did hey? What Saban do his first year at Alabama? You you want to know what the record was? Uh yeah, I do. It's seven and six. Seven and six. The same record Heupel had at Tennessee. Which team was worse? 
Uh, actually, I did not think that Alabama team was that bad. I think that he was trying to instill discipline, and he sent a bunch of kids to the bench. And Simeon Castillo. Uh, he, he kicked out Jimmy Johns, uh, not the sandwich maker, but the linebacker that was slinging the powder in the parking lot of the facility. And um, wasn't that the year they had the textbook scandal where right before the Tennessee game that he wanted to – make a statement i was like what's this stupid coach doing this saban guy i was in the press box and they hand this thing out like he's not gonna have any success he's getting 12 guys suspended by the school and he doesn't even have the power so i questioned nick saban's power and coaching prowess within a 30 second span in bryant denny stadium how stupid am i well the oh my and then the funniest part about that dave is i know the game you're talking about if there was ever like a clear cut difference in coaching abilities, watch that Tennessee Alabama oh, game no. 2007. Oh. <laughs> it was just like whoa. Like Nick Saban was so massively ahead of Philip Fulmer on the on the field in terms of coaching in that day. It was such a. It was honestly, it was kind of quite embarrassing for Fulmer. Can we be honest? That lost it Alabama. Was. And when did Tennessee? I, well, I mean, uh, Tennessee. Quite frankly, they were shown in their later stages for the most part. Uh, under the Philip Fulmer era of having to lean on being more talented. What happened at Notre Dame when Charlie Weiss called 15,000 screens against John <laughs> Davis? couldn't figure it out. I mean, 15,000 screens. The, you forget the week before the Notre Dame game. Remember when Steve Spurrier just called quick slants? It was just a quick, it was the same quick slant play yeah. every single play. And Chavis, I mean, again, Nick Saban, 2001 LSU, Matt Mock. Let's just do the quarterback draw every play, Just John Chavis. I don't see it coming. And, I mean, that's – yeah, I could go on and on. And I'm not knocking Saban as a coach, but Saban went 7-6 and six in Alabama in 07, and that was an easier – that was a better team and an easier job than what Heupel did going 7-6 and six at Tennessee in 2021. Heupel going 7-6 and six in 2021 is the most monumental, impossible thing that an SEC coach has ever done since I've been watching football. Are you supporting our sponsors? Well, you should. That's why why we are here. And we endorse them all on a personal level. We know all of them, the business owners, we would use their services if we needed them, or we have. Tennessee Cider Company use their services. The original hard cider, the Smoky Mountains, use the promo code HAT, that's HAT, to receive some free swag with a cider order available most anywhere in the U.S., tncidercompany.com, tncidercompany.com. The Michigan coaching search is ongoing, and could it affect Tennessee? Why, certainly it could. If there's a smart coach out there that decides to go after some of the right guys, it could have a huge impact. And I'm going to tell you who I would target if I'm the next coach at the University of Michigan. Two minutes with Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker, off the sports. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment with a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. 
Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's repair. We believe every day is a good day to be thirsty. With free samples on draft and lots of flavors to choose from, Tennessee Cider Company prepares a hard cider that's easy to enjoy. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. The area of Gatlinburg has so much to offer, and so does Tennessee Cider Company. Add us to your list for shopping and fun experiences. You'll be glad you made the trip. Find our cidery in the Mountain Mall on the Gatlinburg Parkway. Sip smart. Sip the good stuff. Sip Tennessee Cider Company. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. Hey now. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win. Thanksjones.com. Uh, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. What a bizarre year in coaches. When you start to talk about Saban retiring, Harbaugh moving, Pete Carroll uh, out of a job. I mean, these are some big time college and NFL names and bill um, belichick can't get a job either oh yeah he can't get a job yeah that's that, the crazy part that yeah we need you to come back for a second interview uh, i guess i'm on to the second interview <laughs> my guess uh, is belichick is probably demanding he wants to have total control and people saw him as a gm and they're like no no we're not gonna let you have be a gm we want you to be a coach no he's an absolutely terrible gm and um it started with a kid that um, was an incredible reach out of the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, that was the center, who I can't remember his name. Hit that like button. Please smash the thumbs up button for me right now. Uh, we appreciate that. Brings more people into the channel. And let's get your thoughts. We talked about a couple of different things. New poll as we switch that up. CBS Sports gives Josh Heupel an A for three seasons. You, right now. Uh, the choices are only A plus and B. Nobody going with a C or D. A plus has 45% of the vote. So B has 55% of the vote. Uh, chat legend Cole Strange is who uh, Dylan just reminded me that I was referencing. So you're getting hammered down because you would have gone A plus over B over that. So just you can admit that I'm the big winner and I'm the poll master. What? You cheated, though. You said it A plus or B. It should have just been A. What did I just say? That didn't sound what master. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Dave loves the, hookers. Love the poll guys. Okay. Starts All on the right. poll and then it, uh, off the poll. That's my Chris Rock imitation. That's the best I can do. If you ever have a data, your only goal is to keep them off the poll. There you go. So you're He's having right a son though. though. You're having a son. You don't have to worry about that. No, I got to keep him from selling drugs. That's the rule with the sign. You got to keep him <laughs> from selling drugs. Don't. Let son sell drugs. I'm turning into Bill Cosby, which is weird. What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com.
Here's how I would build Michigan's coaching staff. I would get an offensive guru, whoever that might be, but I would find an offensive guru and then I would get a guy who knows how to coach with an offensive minded coach on the other side as a head coach. And I would take a look at Tim Banks because he knows how to deal with it. Now, if, Michigan doesn't go that route and you want to go the hardball route, which is physical and pretty, pretty nifty, pretty speedy, pretty, um, pretty different. So it's not just a boring offense, but if you want to go that route and you can find that guy, and I don't think there are a lot of those guys out there that can combine physicality with good skill position play. But if you want to try that, then the one coach I think it's obvious that you would call off Tennessee staff and we'll expand it out to the SEC would be Rodney Garner. Because the issue that um, Michigan is going to have more so than Ohio State because of their in-state talent, they're going to they're gonna have some issues in some of those uh, big guys. I'm talking about the 330-pound guys that anchor down the middle in the SEC. They got big athletic defensive tackles uh, at Michigan. We've seen that with Hutchison, who may go to the Super Bowl. But we haven't seen that consistently enough to think that they can match Georgia and what was once Alabama in terms of those big nasty. So those are the two coaches right now that I would be most concerned about losing, whether it's Michigan or anybody else calling. And I'm curious who who would be on your list. But also, this is about the time where you, you could see a coach bolt. Um, Tennessee staff's been incredibly loyal and they've promoted from within. Is, is losing a coach a, even a concern for Tennessee this year? I've, I've never said losing a coach offensively is a concern. I think, and I'll talk about this, outside of Glenn Ellerby. Glenn Ellerby is the one you don't want to lose, the offensive line coach. Um, I don't think they care to lose. I, I think Josh Heupel can plug and play with receivers coach, running backs coach, his offensive coordinator. Tennessee shouldn't be paying. Sorry, I'm not trying to be a hater, guys. Tennessee shouldn't be paying Joey Halsley what they're paying him because it's Josh Heupel's offense, you should be spending money to keep your defensive coaches that you believe in more than anything else. Um, and by the way, on the other end, I'm just just a quick side note, Georgia was stupid for paying Tavares Robinson that much to run their defense. Kirby Smart's a defensive coach. I don't know what he's thinking. But I think it's just slotted that way. So what would you do if you didn't do that? Would you just hire like a really good recruiter instead of a Halsley and say it's Here's my, my loophole? If I'm Josh Heupel... I would just be the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach, and I would hire an extra defensive staff member. That is not the worst idea I've ever heard to be out of left field. That's pretty good. Yeah, I would just, that's what I do. I'd be like, I'm calling the plays. I'll be the quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator, and I'm just going to hire an, an extra defensive staff member and then a really good defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's, that's what I would have done. And this isn't enough. And by the way, I would have said that with Alex Golish. All of you guys who actually think that losing Alex, Alex Golish means anything you haven't followed Josh Heupel's career. Josh Heupel won before Alex Golish. He won with Alex Golish. He'll win after Alex Golish. The issue last year was very glaring, and it was about the guy that Josh Heupel wanted taking the snaps. I agree, but a lot of people and, in our message board, guys I respect, are saying that people aren't happy with Joey Halsley, that he's the problem. I That never even occurred to me until I saw problem. somebody say that in, until I saw somebody say that in December. Yeah, but he's... If that was the case, why was Josh Heupel's best year ever his first year at UCF and he had Jeff Lebby as offensive coordinator? 
And everybody fell in love with Golish because he put up a fight with Alabama. Not offensively. He lost that game 17-3. to He put up a fight with Alabama because they had because Nick Saban and Tommy Reese were in complete disagreement over what to do at quarterback at that time. That's all that happened in that game. And- so I, I'm and, and help me guys on the message board that you absolutely don't like Halsley. I mean, does anybody, I think that his only job description was basically come up with a couple of uh, ingenious plays, come up with two or three that are a little bit different than anything I've thought of. I'm, I'm being Josh Heupel now. And that's about all we want from you because I'm still going to handle game preparation and I'm still going to handle play calling. But if you can come up with two or three plays that you can use every once in a while, like the Princeton fan at fullback or the, some of the slip screens they ran on the goal line. I remember being a couple, two years ago. That's all I need. I don't really need you to come in and develop a game plan. Do I? That's probably all he had Alex Golish do too, though. And I guess that's right. Agreed. Yeah. They come up with three play calls that we can catch them off guard at some point in the game. Now, those play calls were very successful in 2022. They stood out. I'll give you that. But that's not the meat and potatoes of the um that's not the meat and potatoes of what what Hypel's gonna do. Now to get to Michigan, I don't the the thing is, um, and I'm gonna have a video on this on how Jim Harbaugh rebuilt Michigan pretty soon. But how Harbaugh, what they do, that what they run an offense called the Power Coast offense, which is the quarterback is trained in the West Coast offense, but the running game, the West Coast offense, uh, uh, the nature of it are, are zone reads on the runs. But the running game for Michigan is one-on-one blocking, winning your one-on-one matchups. Even though the quarterback plays, the passing game is the West Coast offense, basically. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And- let, me ask, let me throw this at you. Uh, a bit of a pushback from me, Drinker, but Golish was good. Caleb, UCF played a different schedule, different opponents. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you? What's your take on that? Okay, yeah, UCLA played a different schedule, different opponents, but it was also UCLA. Josh Heupel had different talent and different players at UCF. Don't you? But you you would agree that Golish is a better coach than Halsley, right? Just based off experience and age. If I'm hiring one, I'm hiring Golish, not Halsley. I'm not saying he's a problem, but I wouldn't have. I mean. Yeah, I guess. But I, I get I don't think this offense, I think this is Josh Heupel's offense. I think the coordinator is a plug. And I mean, I think the assistant is honestly, and maybe I'm being unfair. I'll, I will say this, guys, up front. I said this about Kirby Smart for years, and I was wrong. I thought that that was just Nick Saban's defense, and Kirby Smart was a little puppet. To I did, too. And I thought, I thought Georgia making a knee-jerk uh, reaction to hire him when South Carolina came after him was a sad move for Georgia. And I saw that. I said that at the time. I said they should be able to get a premier coach. I was dead wrong, but I agree with you too. I didn't think it was Kirby smarts defense. Yeah, I didn't either. So I've missed on this before and see, this is where we're going to see, see what's Can I tell you a secret? And- you, a secret? Sure. you ain't missing on it now. You're not missing on it now. I mean, you got it nailed down. It's you're exactly right. Uh, if Josh Heupel walks out the door and Osley stays, the offense goes with the guy who, uh, who's calling the plays and putting the offense together. And his name's, his name's Mr. Heupel. 
Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely Josh Heupel. And this is where I don't think I don't think Michigan would target anybody from Tennessee because of that, by the way. Because Michigan, the offense, they the defense at Michigan has placed complementary to the offense, right? And quite honestly, Michigan wants the defense to actually win the games. And even Rodney Garner wouldn't be the best there because Rodney Garner coaches the fundamentals of playing defensive line. Michigan has to schematically shut people down defensively, which they do. Well, it's 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 a little bit different. Let me yeah. let me ask you this though, uh, Caleb, from a different perspective. While we don't think that Tennessee staff is going to get raided, certainly the Brian Kelly, because of where he's from to Michigan, makes a lot of sense. He ain't going, guys. I don't think he is either. But hang hang tight. There may be gals out there too. Um, too broad of a brush. But what coaching staff would you like to see? Michigan attack if you're in the SEC. I'm going to give you one that's going to surprise you. Ready? I guarantee you, I guarantee you that the contracts haven't been signed signed at the University of Alabama. What if whoever Michigan hires has connections to a couple of coaches at Alabama and says, I'm calling my good buddy Ed and Tom, and I'm going to bring them to Michigan. And suddenly Alabama is going through another churn of people going, well, you promised me, Kalen DeBoer, that you were going to save my career and you can't even keep your own coaches. Oh, my gosh. You are right. That's you are not, right. And here's the big reason. That's they are big already deal. recruiting. I guarantee you they haven't signed their contracts. Guarantee. No, you're right. See, it doesn't matter with Georgia because Georgia's actually kind of got the the Tennessee Heupel thing, as long as Kirby smarts there, George is fine. Right. We can agree with that. They, they're going to mix and match and just, they're going to get talent and win. Doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, That's a very good point though. You rate Alabama staff, which Michigan could do because there are some Michigan has to win schematically. They can't just, I mean, I, I think Kirby smarts loading up on talent and rolling out of football. You can tell me if I'm was, wrong on that. I was told that Michigan had Caleb DeBoer. Kalen. Kalen DeBoer. Sorry. I've got so many Caleb's. You can at least uh, understand me for that one. Unlike the Satterwhite or Satterfield. But I, um, I was told that Michigan had uh, Kalen DeBoer as one of their top two or three guys that they were going to go if Jim Harbaugh left. So, and I was going to throw this out to you. And I, I mentioned it via text. We can dive into it right now as part of what we're talking about. Heard an interview with Kalen DeBoer on the Dan Patrick show. You know, I'm a big fan. And boy, it just really sounded like he's gotten himself into a mess. They ask about not being able to enjoy the national championship because he had to go. And he's like, that was rough. They ask about, do you actually get uh, Nick Saban's office? He said, yes. And they said, what's that like sitting in it? And he goes, well, haven't really done it yet. And it just it felt like if I'm Kalen DeBoer and I've stepped into this mess when at Washington, I'm a, I'm walking on water. I think Kalen DeBoer is realizing he has made a huge, monstrous mistake. Huge. Oh, I think so, too. But here's the problem. I, I said that and we and you both said it at the time he made a mistake. Here's the problem. And this is, this is kind of the issue. Alabama is Michigan circa north. Because or circa South Michigan is Alabama circa North because Michigan's a second tier job. It's a sec. It's not that good of a job. 
they have the expectations of being the all-time winningest program, but you talk about it, Dave, you can't get the talent there. And it's, it's, um, Tennessee I mean, or Michigan, better job. Tennessee because of NIL. That's they're not. much more comparable. Yeah. And they're in the SEC. There's yeah. better talent around, despite the fact well, that you, you make it. Okay. I got to say, you make it sound like being in the SEC is a good thing. Okay. That actually hurts you in a lot of ways, too. So, yeah. you know, like Ohio State is, is a very easy job because they're in the Big Ten and you can just lock off Ohio. I'm I'm still shocked that Ohio State hasn't had a dynasty going for years, quite honestly. But look, guys, I want to point this out, and you know this, Dave. This is why let, when y'all bring up Brian Kelly, Les Miles was a Michigan grad. Remember how he refused to leave LSU for Michigan? Why? Because Les Miles knew the talent in Louisiana, and he knew it was a much easier job. Yeah, in that was not uh that was not. I love my homeschool blah. That was that yeah. was. I know I have a much much better job, and LSU is a much much better job than Michigan or Notre Dame. Would probably I wouldn't say Ohio State, but better than Penn State. They're comparable. Yeah, no, I LSU agree. and Ohio State. LSU is the peak. Those are the two peak jobs, and Georgia is it too, Dave. You know they say it in basketball, like John Calipari recruits one and duns, and he rolls out the basketball. LSU, Georgia, and Ohio State, you can just roll out the football and win a national championship, right? Get guys and roll out the football and let them play. You don't have to really coach that much, honestly. And you're not going to – that. and that's the thing with Michigan is that at Michigan, you do have to coach. You have to coach well, too. It's, a, it's, not, a, it's not that great of a job. So I don't think they're going to raid the SEC the way they would like to raid the SEC. All right, this day in Tennessee sports history coming up. Also, Ron Slay will join us, and we'll give you some insight into that James Pierce arrest. How serious is that, and is it about resolved itself? In two minutes with Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker. This day in Tennessee sports history up next. Sand and saltwater, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee ball collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co., what's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones. 
Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win. Bankjones.com. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Just a little bit, Ron Slay is going to join us, but this day in Tennessee sports history is, or this day in volunteer history. You don't want to do Titan stuff. It's brought to you by Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler. Looking for affordable game day jewelry. You'll look fantastic. Headed out to the diamond or the court with those fire opals. A Tennessee tradition. RickTerryJewelry.com. RickTerryJewelry.com. Tennessee basketball with a win on this day in Ball's history. What do you got for me? So Tennessee... um... Five years ago, believe it or not, was number one in the nation. They It was only the second week in school history that they had ever been number one. The first being 2008 against Memphis. They, right after that number one ranking, after they beat Memphis in 2008, they came back and lost to Vanderbilt on the road three days later. This time, they held off Vanderbilt in overtime. The reason this game is significant is they beat West Virginia this, this day in sports history five years ago on the following Saturday by 17 points. That win over West Virginia assured that they would be number one for two consecutive weeks for the first time in history because they had never held the number one ranking, which, as you know, Dave, holding the number one ranking is more impressive than reaching the number one ranking. True. I had this uh, question pop into my mind and not a full blown topic that we're going to dive into, but I would like your thoughts on the message board because Tennessee baseball has gotten big and baseball coverage in general has gotten much bigger i'm curious caleb what would have a bigger impact from a publicity standpoint not a revenue standpoint so take revenue out of it but to win a national title in baseball and they start practice today or would it be for the basketball team to make the final four is it even debatable? It's I still basketball make the final four. That's not even I close. I think it is. What if I what if I tweaked it to basketball elite eight? That's a that's a decent tournament run, right? And then you know I'm gonna go sweet 16. Where's your cutoff point where you say a baseball championship is better than this run? Sweet 16. I'll give you sweet 16, but I think Elite Eight does carry some value. And I think Elite Eight Final Four and all that carries a lot of value. Um, I will give you this, and I don't you know, there is a what do you think the fans would want more? Finish that topic, but you'd have a ring. A ring's pretty cool. I, th- I still think they prefer a run in the NCAA tournament. People love March Madness. Just a, you know, they love it so much. They love having a deep run. So the idea would just be so much. You know, I I, I don't think. I think the I think the excitement of making an NCAA tournament run is still still outweighs it. Look, I think a women's national championship in women's basketball outweighs a baseball national championship right now still. So now one of the, the, I I think it still does. One of the interesting parts about this is it's funny you bring this up because I think you're starting to see, and this is the truth because how many of y'all have been to a minor league baseball game in the last few years? And I don't care what level single a double a triple a. I have, I threw out the first pitch um, a couple years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. They are getting so out of touch with their fan. Many minor league programs are so out of touch with the fan experience now and not understanding the importance of the fan experience 
and being more than just a farm system for the major leagues, that that's why you see so many minor league baseball stadiums going teams going defunct. College baseball gets that perfectly. You've been to a college baseball game, right, Dave? They understand exactly that this is a fan-centered event, and it's supposed well, to be fun. Yes and no. I think they're getting there. I think having walk-up music in the Super Regionals, which they're going to start to do, is a factor. I think they're making it more sellable. Uh, Chad says, Caleb's spitting facts. Go Vols, excited for 2024. Okay, I'm getting to this point with college baseball. What I was trying to say is that I think you were about to see a renaissance where the best players don't go to the minors. They go to college. Oh, I totally agree. Because they're going to take NIL money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'll be And, and, and so you're going to see a crazy renaissance of college baseball that is going to one major league baseball is coming back because they actually put in a pitch clock finally. And they put in things to shorten the game there. You're going to start seeing college baseball basically run minor league baseball out of business. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not going to be out of business, but it is, there are going to there. They already knew that they had a problem before, uh, college baseball got bigger. They knew they had a problem, so that's why they started to um, shut some teams down. And they're going to continue to do that. And I think it's a lot of is what you said. You don't understand the fan experience. Listen, to go to a Smokies or a Lookouts game or whatever your team is and see them win 3-2 in exciting fashion over the Montgomery Biscuits is not as gratifying as getting a fantastic bratwurst and an IPA for most people. That, it's not. That's what you're talking about. The fan an IPA for two dollars, by the way. Yeah, the IP. I mean, the the fan experience is is what it's all about. The guy that always uh, got the fan experience is uh, the one and only uh, Ron Slay. So we're going to talk some Tennessee basketball, and Ron is already on the record that he thinks Tennessee can compete for a national championship in 60 seconds we'll hear from ron slay his appearance is brought to you by dynasty pools and spas having the best spas made right here in the united states of america in your backyard dynasty pools and spas their showroom is open in athens right off the interstate you can stop by and check out the best hot tubs and spas in the market. And then delivery, yes, they can do that. It's Knoxville or Chattanooga. They've got complete support, spa cover, and chemicals to keep your spa bubbling at its best. They also have pool chemicals as well. Dynasty Pools and Spas, amazing discounts for first responders, military, and even some blemish models. It can save you a ton, and no one will ever notice. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Go to DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com or stop by that showroom in Athens. DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Bring up Ron Slay here in just a second. I'm curious of what you've seen out of college basketball. I know Ron has gone on the record and said he thinks Tennessee can compete for a national championship. That would certainly involved getting past where Rick Barnes usually gets bounced out of the tournament. But from what you see of the college basketball landscape, is that doable for Tennessee when you compare to them to the other best teams out there? I think it, I think it absolutely is this year. Um, and I, I think the lack of depth is the one concern you have for this program. But as far as being a national title contender, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's hard for me to say that they're not a legit national title contender. Um, I think that, and and what I brought up is what they have this year that they haven't had. They have enough three-point shooters and they have 
for the first time ever, a combination of enough three-point shooters and a really strong presence in the post. So I think this team is cut out. Oh, and they have a go-to score. They have all three things, which are all huge in trying to win a national title. And it kind of, yeah, th- I think this is a big deal, and this will definitely help them. And um, they, they've usually had one of the three or two of the three, but they haven't had all three. In 2019, they had two of the three. They had a great interior presence and they had great three-point shooting. But you're right. They didn't have a Daunton connect because while your post player being your best scorer is fine, you know this, Steve. You can't put the ball in Grant Williams' hands at the top of the key and say, go score for me. That's going to be dribble, dribble, dribble. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Lee Drinker says, Hook, did you go to the Lookouts game the year Jordan came and played there? Now, I didn't get to go to any of his games. I was a, a young guy and didn't have that ability to go see his games. But have you ever thought about how odd it would be if Steph Curry just up and played three years in the minors? Or was it, it was like 18 months. I'm sorry. But wouldn't that be bizarre? Or if LeBron in the middle of this, maybe it would be tied to gambling. That's I mean, my- are we, you, are we sure? Yeah. We sure it wouldn't um, be because of a scandal. <laughs> I think it would be, I think it would be uh, tied to gambling. I don't think there's uh, any question about that. And I thought that with, uh, Michael Jordan. All right, let's uh, to bring up Ron Slay. Perfect timing. He is the man. Ron Slay joins us now. He's got the serious face on. Smile, Ron. It's Friday. I'm trying to smile. I'm trying to smile. The smile. The smile's hard to come out for some reason. Yeah, Ron, you, you had a Wi-Fi issue and you were frozen on your serious face for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was. I thought Ron was mad at me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's, never, it, it, never it's the face I remember guys, when man. he was ready to fight under the basket. Hey, yeah, Ron, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot of those times, Caleb. <laughs> Ron, where would you rank as a scrapper on the basketball court? Oh, the upper echelon of them. You know what I mean? Right below Mike Tyson style. You know what I mean? More of a, um, more of a, um, probably more of a, a Reddick bow. You know what I mean? Like, not a one hit wonder, but a, a guy that's going. Gonna get in there a little Ali with. I'm a mixture, man. I got a, a little bit of Joe Frazier, a little bit of Ali because the trash talking, Reddick Bowl because I may be a little overweight after winning. Um, it's a, See, it's I had a, you a little bit of Buster I, Douglas. No, there's not a Buster. I had you for. I had you, young foreman with the reach, Ooh. because of the reach. Yeah, but see, for but see, my my thing was after watching Foreman's story, his movie, you, you kind of feel like. Man, Foreman was a little bit indecisive. I wasn't indecisive. I, I knew I'm coming in at the fight. I'm going to talk trash. It is what it is. Like, I ain't got no other um, higher beings that's keeping me from doing that. I'm coming in to handle some business. So, Okay, before we break down this uh, Tennessee basketball team, I know what you're doing. Before we do that, hit that like button. Uh, go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. We can bring more people in here, and we want to do that and subscribe. Uh, but I want to ask you, would you rather take a body blow if you had to do one of the two, a body blow from Mike Tyson and nobody sees it, or you get posterized, I mean posterized by a very average player and it's hanging on people's walls and it's sports center, dun da da dunk, and it's all on you. Which one? If you had to pick posterize. Posterize all day long. I'm not there's no so way. So you would I'm rather look like Patrick Ewing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you know, <laughs> Lou, they said Mike Tyson, we talked about this in college one time. We were all big fans of Tyson. 
They said the pressure that Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson comes with a jab, not even cocking back, not reeling up, not a hook, anything, just a jab to your ribs. I think they said it was like 800 pounds of pressure. Something stupid. like, And they were saying like a quick hit like this, this much space, a boom. I was like, oh, no, I, man, hell no. I never. Mike Tyson, got, I only want Mike Tyson to pinch me. <laughs> That'd be bad. I'm scared of Mike Tyson. I think he's unstable. You know, when I lived in a quick story, when I lived in Memphis, uh, when I was in ninth grade, that was when the Tyson ETN fight happened in uh, Memphis at the pyramid. And uh, Tyson punched him and knocked him out in 24 seconds. So what you saw was ETN was like, I'm just going to fake being knocked out. I don't want to get hit like that again. (laughs) Dude. So that's what I'm saying. You want me to, you want me to put me on your walls. At least I'm on your walls. And then your pictures as a screenshot. I'm late. I'm late. I'm living in history, not dead in history. At least I'm still living with the post point. All right. Tell, you got the shirt on. Can people order the shirt? Are you swagging it up? Yes, there? they can, man. They can get them, man. The boom, boom, boom hoodies. They are rocking and rolling. Man, I just left the post office. Um, That's why I was a little bit late, but shipping them out, man. I'm shipping them everywhere. Utah, um, Toronto. I'm shipping them everywhere. You can't miss, man. The boom, boom, boom is red. No, not red. Blue, black, and gray. Uh, the orange ones all sold out. So the orange ones were pretty hot commodity um may have to get some more of those in but all you got to do is dm me at the ron slay t-h-e-e ron slay on twitter the boom boom rooms page or um the ron slay on twitter uh the ron slay on instagram the t-h-e-e all right ron you were talking to that josh ward guy who's just as shady as they come <laughs> you got to keep your eye on him i mean, I mean a close one too it's like a little and shifty and he scares me <laughs> he's got a little hand smells like cabbage like <laughs> He, he, um, Ron, he, he had you on his, his show there with this other guy, uh, played receiver for Tennessee. And suddenly, um, you're saying that Tennessee is a true national title contender. Um, that's a strong statement coming from an analyst, but I got to be honest with you, as my more football eye than basketball eye, mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised for you to say it. I think that, I think they are. Um, yeah. Why do you think they are? Well, first and foremost, I, I I held my reserve as long as I could. Like, I didn't want to jump on that bandwagon of being, oh, they're hot, this, this, and that. Man, I think, honestly, like, when you look at a complete team, the way a dude has emerged, like, giving you an inside presence, you come out in games, and you know who Dalton Connect is. You know who Santi is. But you feed a dude early in the game, and he delivers. Like, I'm watching this man, and I'm trying to figure out, why does he keep shooting this ugly left-hand hook going off the glass? And it goes in. I'm like, okay, the man's been working on this. So any of this is not new. The short pick-and-roll pocket pass that they were getting killed, if you think back two years ago when they played Michigan, they got killed when, um, was it Olivier? They got He couldn't play that game. So Euros had to play the pick-and-roll, and they were trapping Kennedy Chandler, giving it to Euros. Euros was making the right play, but he was passing out of it. Nobody was guarding him. It's the same thing for Adu. They wasn't closing out on him. So that short 15-footer, he's nailing that. And he's shooting it with confidence. And he's making a play. I love that right there. I think that's a whole different dynamic to have that inside presence coupled with a guy on the wing that can get his where you defense is going side with ball movement, body movement, hoping you can get a good shot. When you got him going, regardless if it's a good shot or not, he keeps two to three pairs of eyes on him. So guess what that helps with? Offensive rebounding. So that physicality that Tennessee presents, 
that's where you get to pick that up with Josiah Jordan. James, he was a calculator every now and then. Same thing. Um, you look at the depth finally starting to come in the picture. I think when Ganey is making shots like he did, you see outbursts and blowouts the way you did against Alabama. That That is huge coming off the bench. The games they've won, they've been outscored by the bench play, and that's why I was reserved to say any of this. 33-4, to 38-11, 30, some crazy, crazy numbers, and they still were able to win and sneak out with a victory. So to see this come together, and they still are not at their peak. Like, they, this team got so much – so much room to get better. It's amazing to watch, man. Freddie DeLeon starting to get playing time, so he's earning trust in practice. Toby Awaka is who we were raving about, and he can't get on the floor because a dude won't get in foul trouble, and he's too efficient. So it's, it's like you, you go back to Toby, and you're like, son, you're not doing anything wrong. We're going to find time for you. Dude is just playing phenomenal right now. We got to ride this wave. Until then, you know, so you look at the teams that can vie for the national championship – you look at Auburn playing 10 players, 15 more, or 15 or more minutes. You look at Kentucky, you see exactly what they are with their depth. Kansas, the same thing. You look at Purdue, same thing, even though I don't think their depth is um as good. But Houston, I like it's a lot of teams that rival Tennessee, man. And I think they're right up there in the upper echelon with them. And when you talk about playing at home, getting ready for seeding, that defense is smuggling, smuggling and smothering people. And that's just who they are. Now, you couple that with – we ain't even talking about Zakai. We ain't talking about Josiah. We ain't talking about Santi. We still waiting on them to come along outside of Zakai. You get them other two all-SEC performers playing just to their level, not over and beyond, just to their level. You got a team to deal with, man. Dynasty Pools and Spas brings you Ron's appearance right there in Athens. They have the showroom. They can deliver to Knoxville or Chattanooga. Mention off the hook sports. Get $500 off. Everything's included with your spa purchase. Also got to go to Dynasty Pools and Spas to buy the best chemicals for your pools and hot tubs. Both no filler. And it's all made right here locally in the United States of America. Caleb? So, Rod, uh, you and I really much see eye to eye on this because I think you and I, I mean, I've been calling for Adu the whole time. I called him out in December and he's been answering the call. You know, Rick Barnes kept talking about how good he was and mm -hmm. just kept insisting, just give it time. At the rate he's developing, I mean, dare we bring the Grant Williams in the post comparison yet because of what he's been able to do recently? I mean, if you if you talk about production last, I don't see why not. Like Grant was Grant was going off with 18 and 15 and things of that name. The the only difference is I don't believe they do will have the opportunity to opportunity to explode for a 40 point game. Now I could be mistaken. Um, but that 40 point game did come against a team in Vanderbilt who they gotta go play Saturday, who you have a size advantage on, and Grant was able to get to the free throw line. You know what I'm saying? So he made them pay at the free throw line with like 20 some odd free throws. So I'm not sure if they do will cause the defense to double and him fight through it as Grant would, knowing that he got other guys outside that he'll kick it back out to. That's one thing about they do. He doesn't force it. If you see a double team coming, he kick it back out to the open guy and let them get going. Grant, he's going to bust through that double team and go put it on the rim, go get it again and put it back. So it's a little bit of a different mindset. I think that's the only thing, but production-wise, as far as being efficient and things of that nature, that I'm, that may be to recent 
recent thought. That might be it. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. And you hate to say that. I don't hate to say that, but you're reluctant to say that because of back-to-back SEC player of the years and things of that nature. And it was kind of done in a different fashion. But production-wise, man, I, I can't see too much difference. Well said. Ron's appearance brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Mention Off the Hook Sports for 500 bucks off any spa. Ron loves jumping in the hot tub with us. So, yes. And we love – and and and, and uh, so uh, bring in – <laughs> Ron, we had a it's funny we, we had an old teammate of yours we had Isaiah Victor on earlier this week um and we were talking about and I I, I want to ask you this because I'm actually seeing the mean streak in Adu because I'll, I'll give Yurash Plavchik this I didn't think he was that good but at least he had a mean streak about him it just mm-hmm. it looks bad when you have that mean streak and you can't play yeah, <laughs> so, stuff. yeah. but I know that interior <laughs> players <laughs> need that mean I know interior players need that mean streak. I think that's what's held Blake Griffin back from being a superstar mm-hmm. in his NBA career. Can you coach a player to turn into that, or do they just have to figure it out on their own? Yeah, I, I don't think you can coach a player to to figure that out, but I do think you can surround them with bodies and people with that mindset to kind of hide it where um, it's not him that's giving, giving off the mean streak, but it's – is is his teammates like I think honestly Zakai presents enough bravado and mean streak in him where they do doesn't have to be mean like he's mean for a do anything they do won't say he's gonna say same thing for guys like Isaiah Victor he he had plenty of mean streaks but if I game with him he wasn't gonna have to say a word he warm and back it up that's the thing so that's that's the part where you're out there mean and you're, you're talking trash. You got to be able to go back it up, regardless if it's someone. And that's what I always knew with my teammates. I was they were never gonna leave me out to hang. They were always gonna be like, "Oh man, Slay talking. We got to go and step our game up a little bit, dog, because we know they're gonna they're gonna put a bullseye on their back." So you got to be able to go to war with your guys. And I think when Zakai gets to acting the way he does, um, that's the point guard. That's the head of the snake, and he leaves them guys, and them guys follow, and they can't wait to get into the fox. So a lot of them not that talkative. You know what I'm saying? But when it, when it's time, you got the one leading. And, I, and all you need to do is be able to turn around and see who's behind you. And this guy's going to be behind him. He's going to be fine. So I, I don't think you can coach that. But I do think you, you, know, you can surround him with guys um, that can that can pull that out for him. Um, God bless uh, Santiago Viscovi um, and his family. They lost his grandmother. So he had to go mm-hmm. um, back to Europe. And completely understandable how that would throw you off your game but how close do you think he is to being full santi i think he's um he's he's coming back around um i think he's probably about i would say 65 70 percent to where he, he to to getting back to 100 percent um and i say that because he's a guy man that does so many other intangible things you know if he if this was in the past and you felt like you really needed to rely on his scoring to help you get get you over the hump, then the team would take a fall from that. In this situation, you got other guys that can score. It's up to them to help pull them along, and he can continue to do the intangibles, eight, nine rebounds, six, seven assists, being able to space the floor. Because one thing about it, I don't care if he's in the slump or not, you better not leave him open, and he's showing that. Like, Alabama, play, play if you want to, and don't rotate. He's going to nail it. You give him an open look, he's going to nail it regardless. So I think he is getting back to that, but I think he's able to do that by being able to do other things and being comfortable in doing other things as far as pushing the pace, 
taking the pitch ahead pass and um, creating pressure on the defense, and he's getting other guys open. So his playmaking has uh, not fallen off just because of his scoring has taken a dip. Um, so his playmaking is up and on both ends of the floor, might I add. I think that's the key thing. Just because you're in a, if you're in a so-called slump, your defense doesn't need to take a, a hit because you hurt the team in that, in that fashion. Ron, it, it's, it's crazy we're talking about this because we're talking about Tennessee and we're talking about how complete they are of a team with their inside presence with Adu and their three-point shooting. And we haven't even had to mention Dalton Connect yet, who is their go-to scorer. How crucial is that that their go-to scorer, like they have a complete puzzle piece and then they have this other guy that's their best scorer on the team. We, and, and imagine, to me, they don't get enough credit. Like Meshack doesn't. Josiah, when he comes out and hitting trailer threes, that like that makes the defense adjust. We're not even talking about the best duo to me in the SEC right now. When you look at it at points per game in Zakai and Dalton Connect, like it ain't no ill fans or buts about it. You know, you got behind it Antonio Reeves or DJ Wagner or Reed Shepard, whoever you want to throw in there, but man. Dalton Connect is a cow. We, we don't even have to mention them. Like these are two should be first team all SEC guys, and we're raving about everybody else and what they're gonna look like. I think when you have it like that, man, that's when you got a complete team. That's why I think you know when you start talking about national championship or bust, is I mean it, you can believe it. It's like okay, like these guys, and that when you have consistency in those guys, you don't have to mention them because it's automatically happening. Yeah, Dalton Connect shot maybe not a, a great percentage against Alabama, but you're sitting there scratching your head like, damn, this man got 25. <laughs> like, yeah. where, where did he get the 25 from? You know what I'm saying? And all in the flow of the game. So these are guys you're not running plays for. You're just letting them get in the flow. They're not breaking off the offense. We're giving you the ball to go score. Zakai, we're allowing you to apply pressure every single time. This is what I love. Jordan Bone to death. That's my guy. I saw him last night. Man, this young man, when you talk about speed and explosiveness, it was second to none in the SEC. But you didn't get to see it on the floor. He went to the NBA Combine and broke all kind of records for vertical and things of that nature. But when you saw it, you saw blowouts. You think back to the SEC tournament. When he came to play and, and was aggressive, Man, Kentucky wasn't no match, and they were loaded. It wasn't a match for them. That's what you see in Zakai. Applying that pressure, imagine how many times that point guard used to get down there. Jordan Bone used to get around the free throw line, probe, dribble, and back it back out. Now Zakai. Zakai getting right there at that free throw line. Oh, y'all ain't going to respect it. I'm going to hesitate. Get up under your arm. Do a scoop layup. But it's always pressure. That's what you love about this Tennessee team, and we haven't seen in the past. It was more so ball movement. Ball movement. Don't connect, get it. Okay, everybody get set. Ready? All right, what are we going to do? That's not happening no more. Dalton, you got it? You ain't got nothing? Swing it. Zakai, you got it? You ain't got nothing? They better not be laying off. Pop them. It's different, man, because they're always being aggressive. You're not waiting around like you're running the shot clock down or something. Let me ask you this. I'm going to let you out of here. Ron's appearance brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas in Athens. Mention Off the Hook Sports. They'll take $500 off that spot they deliver in Knoxville and Chattanooga, and so you can go to the showroom and pick the spot out. They've got blemish models you'll save a ton of money on, first responders, military as well. Uh, Ron, finish this sentence for me. Dalton Connect will be known as Tennessee's best scorer since. 
when he's done at Tennessee, whether that's this year, which it may well be, I've seen some people think he could be a top five pick. He will be Tennessee's best scorer since. Damn. Guess where I'm going? I'm going. I don't even know if young Ron was with us. Tom. Best scorer since. Golly. I like, I don't want to, man, I don't want to step on the toes of nobody, man, because I thought Jordan McCray was really? a monster at putting the ball in the hole. CeeLo, we know. Um, Kevin Punter Jr., the run he went on his senior year, even though they didn't win a lot with it. Like, these guys that can put the ball in the hole, and you start dating back, just go get a bucket all three levels. You need it. It's the NCAA tournament. Um, you're in a scoring drought. If you don't get a deuce right now, you've got major problems. You've lost all momentum. Rick Barnes is calling this play, and he can go to any of the guys you mentioned, or he can go to Allen Houston, or he can go to Bernard King, or he can go to Dalton Connect. Who's he going to? That's hot. <laughs> now it would be it would, the numbers that were put up by Bernard King are simply I, I don't know what were astronomical like not from it was alien like like those numbers were stupid um Allen Houston the same but they didn't have anybody else I they think didn't have nobody else with him I think he's the best natural score will be known as that the best natural score since Bernard King God is strong but Bernard King did so many other things that like made him amazing. Yeah, he yes. rebounded the hell out of the ball. Yeah, yeah it sells Bernard King short. It sells yeah. Bernard King short. Yeah, I'm not yeah, trying but, to do that. Man, I man, I'm I mean, I like his size, play. man. His size that the size is the difference. Because you got great shooters, got great scores. Man, that size, man. That size. <laughs> <laughs> that size and being able to get to that man post up, he goes to the dunker spot, he go off the dribble, he pull ups. Like, dude, that's where the big man's supposed to be. Like uh-huh. when the guard penetrates and drop it off in the short corner, then the big man go dunk. Like, dunk connection not be in that spot. <laughs> like, it's, it's now nah. out of. But he may be. I, let's spot. let's say this. He may be the hardest guard. One on one. Is he already the greatest white player in Tennessee history? (laughs) Him and Kevin Nash. (laughs) Yeah, you had who was the Doug Roth guy? Remember Doug Roth? Roth used to put it in. Justice used to put it in. The best thing about Doug Roth's career, I'm sorry, this Doug, if you're watching, I don't mean this as a shot, but when he was at, I believe it was the University of Florida, and they were doing Gator Chomp and giving him a really hard time. And do you remember this? He ran down the court. And it was full one finger salute. And he did it with, I'll never forget, he did it with the like the knuckles and the thumb yeah, out. That, like, that's like really the high school girl did it. And I was he just gave it to all of them. And it was like, that's an easy tech. Do you remember that? No, no, but I wish I would have seen a video. Running down the court after he scored, just flying it out there. I'm glad I never saw that, Dave, because I would have tried it. Like find, that's the on ESPN. Ron did famously in a game against Florida, and he knows where I'm going. Ron did this right here yeah. and had the yep. whole crowd doing That's it. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about the Gators. We don't care about the Gators. That, 
Yeah, but Ron, you do know that was a game where Brad Nelson hit that three that uh yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> he hit it from the right wing. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. So you're fantastic, man. You're a superstar. Watch out, Jay Billis. I keep saying it. Uh, you can uh message him on one of his Twitter pages uh to get that boom boom room. Him and Elon Musk are just dominating Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Nothing so, like a hooker in the boom boom room. That's right. It's part of it. Hey, uh, can we have a? Uh, I would like a couple of your shirts to maybe give away and uh, promote okay. as as part of. Um, we're trying to come up with the name of it, Caleb. Don't say what we said last night because we're 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 deciding this uh, Patreon group where people can be a part of a club, and it's either going to be called the Brothel or Hooker's Corner. Thoughts? <laughs> Please give them away at Hooker's Corner. Please give Hooker's Corner. You like Hooker's Corner more give them than away at Hooker's, give them Get the shirts away at Hooker's Corner. I'm going to send them to you. I'm going to send you four shirts. I got you. This, you. this, ought, to be a, this ought to be a hot topic on the corner. <laughs> Ron, you be good, man. You know I love you. I love you. all man. Peace. Go on, baby. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. What do you think about the corner? May I be honest with the group here? Because the we we discussed the brothel. My wife nixed that. I'll be honest with you. She was not happy about that. Um, we also had a brainstorming session, me, Caleb, and my wife last night and we came up with one that our graphics designer doesn't like now she doesn't get to make the call though caleb it's our call but she said it sounded a little too out there it was going to be uh what was it going to be again it might still be hooked up junkies yeah hooked up junkies because you're going to win weekly and monthly prizes thanks to i talked to our our friends down there at sports treasure so we're going to have like tennessee prizes and we're also going to uh, have access for you to get quick answers from us when it comes to the balls and also a special message board. So all kinds of things in the Patreon group. We just got to come up with a good name. So uh, I like the, I like Hooker's Corner or Hook's Corner. But that, well, that 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 would be the community, though. But our fans would be the hooked up junkies, right? <laughs> Hooker's junkies. Hooker's yeah. junkies. That's it. Hooker's junkies. Mm. hookers pumps i thought about that too that got nixed by the missus <laughs> the uh mrs hooker uh and so that my got... first name is john but we're not doing johns don't worry <laughs> well it could be the johns <laughs> could be about the john. the johns i was trying to say not the johns hookers what do you guys pumps. think about the johns because oh, the heathens the heathens daniel got it the heathens hookers house of heathens and the fans are the heathens. 
Okay. I think that's pretty good. But we're going to give away weekly prizes. And we're going to give away some big, significant, cool prizes as well. The Orange Light District. <laughs> District. Just a copy and screenshot this whole thing, Caleb. I mean, our message board is throwing high, hot heat right now. It's like Randy Johnson hitting a pigeon. <laughs> I feel like half of Randy Johnson's success was you were just scared when you were going to bat against him. Well, of course it was. Um, But, oh, man. Hookers, heathens, the heathens, the heathens on Hooker's Corner. Yeah, kind of happy about that. We'll go with, uh, uh, do we want to go ahead and make a call now? Do we, is the that heathens. what we're going to do? Well, we'll, we're still, we're, we're going to circle back. We'll keep it. We're going to keep these things going through the weekend. Don't worry. Um, but I like Hooker's Heathens. Um, now here's the first thing we're actually going to give away that a lot of people you did I mention this to you that we're going to give away? Can I go ahead and share that? The first thing we're going to give away it's a it's actually a children's book and <laughs> it is um it's taking the world by storm. It's about tow trucks and snow. It's called Hookers and Blow. <laughs> so that'll be our first big giveaway, Hookers and Blow in the Orange Light District. Uh, at uh, what did we decide with Hooker's House of Heathens? Hookers and Blow Save Christmas. Yes, God. the Hookers and Blow Save Christmas. Did somebody write that book as a joke? And I've got it pulled up on the screen. If you're on our audio platforms, I apologize. But there's a real Christmas book called Hookers and Blow Save Christmas. It's great. I mean, this is why I could never be Santa Claus, though. I'll just be I'll just say it because um, my know. question to you is, why do the tow trucks have such wide eyes? That would be my question to you. Yeah, they do. What have, have they been eyes. doing? <laughs> what have they been doing? Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure, but they seem like they've been uh, up to something as. We're going to visit with uh, T. Scott Jones, with Banks and Jones here momentarily. Where do you rank James Pierce in taking another step among the most important developments that this program could have happen in the offseason? A guy that goes from very good to elite, which I think you and I both believe he has that sort of talent. Um, how important is it for James Pierce to take that step, much like Nico, on the other side? I mean, is there much more of a step? My thing is, I don't think he can take much more of a step. I think Ooh, the only thing, James, I, here's I, the think, thing I, think, I think he probably had a lot of blown assignments. Hookers are blown. I think he probably had some blown assignments. I think he can make considerably. What, what were his stats last year? I mean, I, I mean, homeboy had like 10 and a half sacks last year. And here's why I'm bringing this up, Dave. James Pierce had 10 and a half sacks. And Tennessee wasn't in the position that they were in the year before, which is teams having to throw the ball a lot to come back on them. Now, imagine what James Pierce can do. What would James Pierce have done last year if he had Tennessee's offense of 2022 on the other side? Oh. Ten and a half, that's about, you're talking seven. He would have had 17 sacks last year. Uh, I was going to go 14, but you could talk me into 17. Yeah. And so you're telling me a guy could take another step after what would have been a quality of 17 sacks, which I got. I'm setting the over under on that this year. 17. You're setting the over under and make it 16 and a half. 17. 16 or make and it a half. 17 and a half. I, I actually would take the over at 16 and a half and the under at 17 and a half. I think you nailed the number. Seven. It's going to be 17. He's going to. So he's going to break Reggie White's sacks record by two. 
Hmm. Well, we that would what would that mean for James Pierce going into the NFL? Top five pick? Is it crazy to call him a top five pick? How many potential top five picks does Tennessee have in the NFL draft on their team? Two, Nico and James Pierce. Are those it? I don't think they, um, I, they usually have tackles, um, offensive tackles held in that high regard, but I don't think Tennessee has an elite one. Let's say top 10. How many players could you see going in the top 10? From Tennessee right now? Yes. James Pierce is one. Nico Iamaliava is another. Maybe Brew McCoy, depending on what mm. Nico Iamaliava. But, okay, if Nico Iamaliava has, like, a historic year and Brew McCoy is his go-to receiver, that that's that's it. But I think Mike Matthews potentially long-term, just not right now. But I believe okay. in his potential long-term. We're going to visit with uh, T. Scott Jones here momentarily to get his thoughts on the James Pierce situation, um, which we believe is going to be resolved fairly soon. Former LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte arrested in a gambling scheme. How long is it until we see a Pete Rose type of figure? We've already seen it to some extent in Calvin Ridley, but it wasn't so dastardly that he ended up out of football forever like Pete Rose but I do think there will be a major name at some point. In the NFL, you can bet on other sports besides football. You just can't bet on football. And I think kids with NIL money are going to make stupid decisions. And I will just tell you that I hear more from my son criticizing some of his friends that are into gambling more so than drinking or drugs. I think gambling is the vice to choose nowadays for a lot of young people. I think we're going to see we're going to see some bad situations before this thing levels its out and figures itself out. Sports treasures carrying over five million sports treasures and so much more. Follow them on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. Sports treasures TN on Facebook. Sports treasures TN on Facebook. What do you think, and what can you tell me about Boutte? So Keishon Boutte uh, was wagering up to six hundred thousand dollars allegedly, and this wasn't uh, the only crime here is underage. I was underage gambling because he wasn't of age to gamble in Louisiana. And he was doing it under fake names. He was having people wager for him under fake names. It was Kayshawn and... rear end. <laughs> no, actually, but it's it, honest. You know, anybody get that? Anybody? You think you thing, may think this mic on. You may think that. Like you're being groundbreaking with a joke, and you are, but Dave, you're not going to believe this. You want to know what his one of his fake names was? Dairy Air. No, Keishon Boutte one. Ah, uh, let me uh, arse you another question. How much money was he gambling? Six hundred thousand dollars, which we know is of NIL money, and but this is in Louisiana. Was it all at the same time? It was on multiple games, including one involving LSU. Let me share. Let me share a picture with you, Dave. I actually have to share a picture with you while we're on this too. Let's he was do that on- because this story is a blimey cheek on Kayshawn Boutte's <laughs> reputation. He was. Remember this play against Alabama in twenty twenty? How suspicious yes. does that look now? That he's dropping the ball before he got. Oh, he wasn't cheating. Are you saying I am he was saying dropping the ball? Drops the ball before he gets into the end zone against Alabama. They give him the touchdown anyway. 
But I don't think he wanted the touchdown because I think he bet the under that day. Oh, you and don't believe that. Pure. Think- we got all the way through to this point in the show and not, no insanity. LSU fans, go ahead and call Caleb out when you're watching this because this is Smoky Mountain Red says makes you think. Come on. There's no so, wait. So, uh, in all seriousness, though, Dave, what should the punishment be for him? Because uh, I want to tell you this right now. I, I'm. I, I I think you do too. I love the Nick Saban rant from years ago of don't condemn players for life when they make mistakes when they're underage. What do you want them to be? Not this I'm, one. Not this one. I think he should be banned from the NFL forever. He should never be allowed to play football again. And I, I don't care that he did it, that he did it when he was before he turned 21. I don't care that he was young. This is the one rule I say. I'm sorry. Nothing. I I, I would say if I'm the NFL. If you ban, if you bet on playing college football, you're banned for life. If you bet on the NFL, you're banned for life. He should not be allowed to touch a football field ever again. I agree. But let me pose this question to you. What if it's Caleb Williams, a superstar? You mean like what the NBA had to deal with in 1993 with Michael Jordan? Yes. I think the NFL, unlike the NBA in 93, has reached a level where they don't have to depend on any superstar anymore. They could Patrick Mahomes could retire tomorrow and the league would be fine. I agree. And I agree. And, yeah. and, and let's look at what they did. You know, they could have come down harder. I, this is before your time, but Paul Hornig, uh, I think he was suspended for a season, right? Was it Paul Hornig was, that was suspended for a season? It was a Bart uh, Starr. Um, one of the two, oh, now I'm throwing one under the bus that didn't deserve it, but one of the two were suspended, or maybe they were doing it together. Um, but they were for the Packers, and they were suspended for like a year. And they were the biggest superstars then, so you had to protect them, much like Jordan of the early 90s, when I believe that he was suspended uh, for uh, two seasons to go play baseball. But that's not um, – yeah, football, that's not the case anymore. There's no there's no superstars in, in partly because they wear helmets. You want there to be parity across the board. I don't think there's any guy that would be able to avoid a suspension had they been caught up in gambling. Um, And when you see that, it's pretty obvious. You see with Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han, you enjoy life better when you see better. The local vision service for LASIK, cataract surgery, regular eye examinations, cctis.com, cctis.com. So, Caleb, thoughts? Yeah, that's... That's why baseball had the leverage. You know, if if this was 1920, they're not throwing Babe Ruth out of the league. Babe Ruth, I run, was the guy who saved the league after the gambling scandal in 1919. I mean, that that thing, Babe Ruth literally saved baseball by himself in the 1920s after the Black scandal. And- I believe all the major sports are past the point that you would protect a guy like the NFL did with the Packers. I believe all of them are. And like you and I think that they did with Jordan. That was a hidden suspension. Yes, I believe because the NBA the- needed him. Yeah, I believe all the leagues are beyond that. I don't think any – Victor Wampoyama, I mean, if he did something gambling, you know, you're gone. They're like, that is total bullshit. Yeah, you're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I agree. And so I think now, you look – just... You take your Belgium fries and you take them back to France because <laughs> Belgium developed them. They and we named them. Too. We named them. Um, American soldiers <laughs> named the French fries. Um, take that. I got to I got to be honest. Um I I think I I'm glad Louisiana is bringing criminal charges because I think there should be federal criminal charges for if you bet on the sports you play. 
Travis is telling me too with the Boutte thing that the game was won. He bet the under. It is possible that he dropped the ball as he was crossing the goal line. I think it's just an ignoramus, but you think it's a a guy with a severe. I mean, I, 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 chances are he's just an ignoramus because so many people have done that stupidly over the years. Yeah. But at the same time, when someone has this thing added to it, it starts to look really suspicious. Just so, I mean, I just have to be honest. Dave, should there, if you're Tennessee right now, because you need to protect yourself, do you pass a state law banning all college athletes from betting on the sport they're playing and say you face years in prison if you do it? Years. Surely you those laws are already in place for your own. No, sport. no, they're not. That's the problem. He's not arrested for gambling on the sport. He's arrested for underage gambling. That they there are no laws on the books about gambling on the sports you play, and this is the problem. Well, I don't I know mean, that I, it should be illegal. It shouldn't be illegal. It's just immoral and get you kicked out of the sport. Why is it illegal? I think Congress needs to step in and pass a law to say you can't. It's insider trading. It's insider trading, Dave. You can't insider trade. I mean, you're betting to bet. Well, on I'm a really good at it. I can to bet. Martha Stewart went to prison for a year because someone told her move your money, and she did it. And you're Travis telling me- says I can feel the voice coming. I'll go ahead and tell you. You can mark this down. As sure as we'll get Caleb's voice, uh, his voice within a week, um, I'm better than Martha Stewart at insider trading. Oh, wow. Dave is incriminating himself. Wow. Y'all heard that. I passed on insider training. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Uh, Yes. Wait, I just have to add this, though, because I do have to bring this up. If you, again, you, even if you're an administrator, if I don't care if you're a cheerleader, you shouldn't be allowed to bet on the team, on, on the sport you're affiliated with. I think there is too much inside information out there, and I think it should be illegal. And I know politicians do it. They should all go to prison when they do it, too. And by the way, my but my voice is for sanctimonious people. I'm being sanctimonious <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm defending the voice. I'm be, I am so being sanctimonious myself right now. Yeah, so. so for new listeners, they have no idea what you're talking about. They're like, your voice is perfectly fine. Like when Alabama fans sit there and go, oh, everybody wants to come to Alabama. There's so the voice. Yes. There's the voice. The sanctimonious. We're in Alabama and we have I'm integrity. Better than you, voice. The, Joe Paterno, wait, the way Joe Paterno carried himself until we found out he was covering up for a pedophile. Uh, yeah, pretty much. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports represented by Banks and Jones. Play to win. Tennessee's trial attorney. They'll go to trial for you for criminal defense. And also, how about personal injury? Have a fantastic morning, day, night. We'll talk to you later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.